You know, it, it's just weird. It, it shows that they don't really care as much. Um, it's it, it says a lot by their lack uh, lack of fixing it. You know. When was this? This was, this was 11 hours ago, so this was very recent. Okay. This was the best game you'd played since Global Offensive, right? <clears throat> and anyone who a lot of people have loves said this, Global yeah. Offensive as their number one, you know, you got a lot of love and hate for that. Like, what the hell is this guy talking about? So let's preface that. How much time did you get with the game, and why do you feel that way generally, that it is the, the, the next best game you've played, so to speak? So let me start by addressing that kind of sensational comment I made towards the end of those tweets. There is a there is a reason I made that tweet. Uh, obviously, it's it's a bit of hyperbole, I suppose. I haven't played the you game. You got to think that he, he spent a lot of time putting these tweets together six too. Six hours so. playtime total. I assume players that aren't very good and didn't have. Because like if you're under if you're under NDA, then you got to think about the things that you're going to say, so you're not exposing too much. So I bet that like in these statements, he, he spent a lot of time uh, figuring out exactly what he wanted to say. So you play the game themselves, um, but it felt like to me it was the first time it's going to be a counter-strike challenging it's the first time we're going to see a it game is. actually step up that's looking to take some of the market share away from counter-strike there's no other tactical shooter right now that even compares to counter-strike like, the rainbow six is very different in the way that it's played um I, i'm trying to think of other games that they really compare. like call of duty is not a tactical shooter really at all there's just not really another game that plays quite like counter-strike games have ever been able to do that no, no games i thought well this could actually be a, a real rival rainbow six is us. like the closest it but... just felt like valorant was the first game that's knocking on our front door and the reason i made that tweet was i guess this crossfire but like it, uh particularly in like the us and stuff i want valve to know now before it's too late that there's a game that's coming and they're kind of already implementing all the ideas we want within csgo when it's brand new game that's pretty fucking polished as it is and uh I, i'm more worried for cs than i am thinking oh this is a brilliant game i'm moving on i want valve to realize that this is a, a big deal that's so cool so it sounds like what he's saying right there is that he specifically said that it is the best game that he's played since counter-strike because it was a really good freaking game and he wants the he wants valve to wake up basically is, is what i what i'm gathering here that i like the idea of hey this game is amazing and uh if you guys want your game to like survive like, you need to you need to pay attention to this like don't don't let don't be blindsided by this they need to step their game up Okay, so this was almost kind of a, 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 a subliminal message, if you will, to the boys. A little at, bit, yeah. At, at it's, it's even cooler, too, that he's like, he said he doesn't want, uh, and anybody with a mind, too, they don't want Counter-Strike to be killed by this. They, competition is good. We don't want this tactical shooter to, like, blow it out of the water completely. We want both these games to be really good. That's a good thing. Like, this competition is good. I don't know about <laughs> you, but, like, I've never really had any sort of meeting with Valve. I've been working with the game uh since its very first alpha in 2011 like i was one of the first people to ever play csgo um in its worst possible form like when i played the alpha oh, yeah. of that game it was terrible it was it was rough mm. so i was one of the few english-speaking players actually there so i kind of led the meetings and i kind of thought i've got all the notes we've given all our feedback and you know how much they listened to it like absolute zero um that's what that's really interesting too because um He's saying that the CS people, when they gave him notes, it didn't feel like they were listening to him. And uh, at Riot, they specifically said that they were like writing things down when they were giving them feedback, and that like it seemed like the devs were very attentive. Even in the community, the Riot devs have been very involved with it. The devs participate in the Discord, and they like they uh, participate in conversations and stuff. Even some of the devs have joined my Discord. Like that's that's well, really well, it, I'm very worried that Val's philosophy and also the almost the stubbornness. Uh, it's going to cost them some market share, but it's, it seems that they're very easy solutions to fix right now within CS. Like, I'm not a huge Valorant um, champion right now. I, I, I think it's a cool game, and I'm ready 
it to play it and i'm looking forward to seeing it but overall i want csgo to be ready for when this game comes out and they need to kind of pull their socks up uh, i think it was um i don't know why i'm reminded of this right now i think there was the hearthstone player Raynad. i think it was Raynad, right the the owner of tempest tempo storm is that Raynad? um and he had like a similar take with like blizzard and hearthstone um where it wasn't absolutely the exact same thing but i remember hearing a talk of him talking about how he was giving so much feedback to the uh to the devs for hearthstone and he was like you need to change this like you, this is the problem with the game if you did this it would be different and uh like they didn't listen to the community and stuff and like eventually hearthstone just kind of died down a little bit where it's like i think it's still relevant nowadays but i don't think it's nearly as relevant as magic um or like ever will be again i don't think hearthstone's gonna get like a second wind at this point i think uh reynad even went on to create his own game i think he's working on his own card game right now or something which is like really interesting where it's like the the, the people who are at the head of your community uh the pr people who are playing it professionally are going to give you feedback and you can choose to listen or you can choose not to and uh, it seems weird to for, like these people who are the best at the game maybe you should listen to them sometimes i don't really know not all the time but yeah, sometimes and, yeah. and that's a really valid point like again our, sure. um so i think i think your point is valid like this is definitely a, a challenger in some regards with the sows there, right? Volcano is knee deep in this thing. Yes. Um, some of the stuff, the buy rounds, any character can use any gun at any time. There is an economy that is straight ripped from our world, man. You know, uh, they've ripped a lot of things from the game too. And we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of like aspects of rainbow six. There's a lot of aspects of even quake. There's aspects of counter-strike. It's all over the place, even overwatch and stuff like they, they take a lot from every single different game. It seems like they want something for each player to be uh, excited about even league players, like people coming over to this game. They want something that they can feel familiar and like at home with. It seems like, uh, yeah, absolutely. we've had the same matchmaking system yeah. since the games inaugural release and that's something i just don't understand like how have we not evolved that system so we can actually just keep players within the actual matchmaking system that's built to the game instead of having to go to third party platforms and i just think that's just not good enough anymore how are we justifying they've got to spend 10 pounds a month externally to get a good competitive experience that's such a good point where it's like in the past when there was no competitor to CSGO, being able to like play on ESEA or face it, it felt like, you know, like whatever, you know, like it's just like what you do. But the fact that Riot is coming out with 128 tick servers, which is like nearly double what Counter-Strike has right now, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's nearly double, right? It's the idea of like, why why do we have to do this without why like if riot can just come out and do that why why do we have to go through a third party and it just kind of says that valve realized that they can make like be there's no other option you don't have another option of the game it's like okay well if you want to play counter-strike you go to face it like you, you still play it whereas like okay well okay if if we're gonna have 64 tick on cs then let's just go play uh valorant you know it, it's just weird it, it shows that they don't really care as much um it's it, it says a lot by their lack uh, lack of fixing it, you know? I just wish I could see the ELO and CSGO. That's another thing. Why haven't they added that yet? If there's like a very specific reason why I shouldn't know what how close I am to ranking up, then like maybe, but it just seems like really outdated. Like I, I don't really know. It doesn't seem like anybody benefits from me not knowing when I'm gonna rank up. Uh, the numbers are going up because of Valorant though. Not 100%. I think the numbers are going up because of some of the changes that they made. They added like all the new, the new uh, skins and stuff like that. They're trying to appeal to a, like a broader audience, it feels like. But it seems like the first step that you would take with that is like little things like that, where it's like, just let me see my rank. Like little quality of life stuff. Let me see my rank. Make it so your client doesn't double my mic volume every single time I open it. Why does it do that? It's just, it's just clunky. The client is out of date. The game feels old. It feels really old right now. Uh, make, make, like, make it appeal to like newer players. Uh, take a chunk of it. Valorant won't see us go, but it could have the same effect that Fortnite had on PUBG. Yeah. That's it, been fun to watch. People put it in their head or, you know, 
Valorant pro looking for a team, it's like, what the fuck? I, I can't believe what what's wrong with us in esports right now. We, we can't just <laughs> seem to even discuss things in Shades of Grey anymore. You're either yeah. one or the other. You either hate or love something. There's no in-between, whether it's a league, a game, a, a commentator, a player. Like, there's no middling no conversation. Gray. It's always love or hate. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Like, uh, people who haven't even played the game, as you mentioned in your, your intro, uh, are coming out and saying, this resurrection stuff it's like it's overpowered it's like it's it's the game's doomed it's all done for and they've just seen like a screenshot that, that's why every take that i have on this game by the way i say i i don't know i trust riot like people are saying that this busted it sounds busted but i, I like it'll, it'll probably be fine it's like, like it, it'll probably I, be fine. I get it like i i, I even tweeted out saying i don't like the idea yeah. of resurrection but and, that, and that's on my list down and calm down first yeah yeah let's talk about that i don't know if you played with sage sure. at all or got a chance I, to play against sage it, it was my main is that a is that a hard cooldown does that take a long time to even use that ability or is that maybe op so um it's it's definitely a nuanced conversation here so i from what i can gather you can see the resurrection at the bottom of your screen there this is the big controversial talking point so you get an ultimate that builds up yo mathematically though i was thinking about it like I, I believe the people who played it obviously like more than myself but it seems like okay you need six kills a lot of people on counter-strike rack up like 30 kills a game right um so it seems like once per half, I guess you got to keep in mind there's more rounds in CS. So you can have up to 24 rounds in this game. You can have up to 30 in the other game. So that's six extra rounds. So you're getting like two kills around though. Like even two kills around, what? That's, um, you should be ulting, no. Yeah, you should be ulting like twice a half. Um, so it seems like four times a game. Bomb plants and diffuses also count plus the orbs. Yeah, it seems like you're going to be ulting a little bit more than like once a half, but I, I don't know. Like the math just doesn't add up to me unless you're like playing like trash, but maybe I don't know. Res just one player bear in mind it's not like a mercy thing where all five players come back to life and the whole team's back this is one player and if you're playing a high level competitive game you're not going to be wasting it in a, a, a silly situation in an anti-eco for example you're saving it for the key one-on-one -on -one clutch where this could actually be the, the difference maker and you're going to destroy the economy of the opposition this is like one time per half like do or die moment all in and uh, it's not like you're getting it every single round. So I think people need to definitely chill out about that whole situation. Yeah, what is, uh, help me out, what is that like glowing wall that's like two-tone color? What What is that purpose? That so that is that is one of the ultimate abilities, I believe, of the character, which a uh, name escapes me. This, you have to bear in mind, I played the game yeah. mainly for the gun mechanics. When I was there, I didn't sit down and get to play every single character. We had one play day. Um, that is an ultimate one character. It's a green wall that you can get inside that wall um, and you're you're healing once you're inside there. You're you're taking, uh, you get HP back. That's misleading. That's not an ultimate for her. That's her that's her signature ability. So uh, that is the Viper Wall. She can place that every single round. And the opposition will lose their health as well. Oh. And okay. that's about that's about it. So it's like an incendiary, I would say, that blocks vision. Um, and I'm assuming that's what he's talking about right here. Let's rewind it. Every single character, we had one play day. And the opposition will lose yeah, their health so, as well. Oh, and that's, that's, a, about, that's, that's the Viper it. wall. So it's like that's the Viper wall. It's it's not actually the Wait, no. Okay. Never mind. So that, that actually, like, I don't think that is so the Viper wall because it's taking, used twice here, right? Uh, you get HP back. Unless that's that the ally Viper wall. It's a green wall that you can get inside that wall. So this this either could be the Viper wall or the enemy Phoenix wall. But I, I don't think it's the Phoenix wall either unless it looks exactly the same. Because it's used just a second um, later and here. You're, you're healing once you're inside there. You're, you're taking, uh, you get HP back. And the other team has a Viper too, yeah. But there's not a Viper on this site, uh, is the problem. There's a Phoenix and there's a Sova. 
the opposition will lose their health as well. And there's a wall um, used right about, that's here. About it. so it's like an incendiary, I would say, that blocks vision. Um, and the x-rays... Oh, I bet the wall... The wall looks like it actually went through all the way. That as well. it's like, it uh, looks like it went that all the way through there. What you are. The Hanzo arrow that gives you yeah. a little bit of vision for a couple of seconds. Yep. Um, that, so I don't think that video is the best sequence Riot to release because that actually shows two sequences of that green slime wall, uh, an x-ray Hanzo arrow going in. I think it actually makes the whole thing look a little bit silly. Um, yes. That wasn't my experience of the game at all. Uh, I didn't really have any... It definitely makes like it look a little more overwatchy in that sense of all that stuff happening yeah. at the same time. So speaking of that, that that's also something that came... That's really interesting and an important take right there too. He just said uh, with the wall and like the this round that was shown here, um, it wasn't his experience with the game at all. Uh, he did playtest the game before this, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that's also another thing to keep in mind. Maybe it did change a little bit, but at least when he played it, he said that it wasn't really like up this, a lot, you know? Again, Counter-Strike. It it, the abilities weren't that big of a going, Oh, wait, there's a, there's a wall hack now in the game. Like, again, much like Hanzo, yeah. right? You, like, that's OP, that's stupid, that has no place in a tactical shooter. I don't think it's as OP as it looks. Like, I remember the guy's firing it off, and he shows you, like, two seconds of info, and it's delayed, as far as I'm aware. Like, it doesn't show you exactly where they are. It's like, uh, there, there was a there was a, a caveat that came with it. But I, um, I think they tried to show what you can do. I agree. I, I think that, that they specifically chose an overloaded round so they could show people, like, hey, this game is really intense sometimes. Something to keep in mind here is that he said that it looked a little goofy uh, with, like, the vision and stuff like that through the wall. Um, he says that it's delayed, though. It's not It's not 100% the same. He also said that you once you lock in a character, you're locked them in for the half. Um, I heard from some other people that you have the character for the full game. Uh, you might just have him for the half. I'm not 100% sure which is true. I, I've heard both things. Either way, okay. it wasn't, like, um, a problem where he felt like, wow, this guy keeps dropping the arrow and we're dying every round. It's the game... And the maps okay. are designed to kind of counter that and make sure you have cover. Got you. You can buy yourself armor, and armor doesn't necessarily provide you anything more than extra HP. Your baseline HP is 100. If you get light armor um, or Kevlar for a comparison within CSGO, that gives you 125 health, I believe. Then if you get the armor helmet, you get 150 health. There is no benefit to having the helmet and Kevlar in terms of the aim punch, as far as I'm aware. I might be off okay. the mark there, but that's... From what I've come recall, that that's that's the series more of an HP boost at the start to enable you to be a little bit stronger, meaning you could survive a scout shot, for example, if you have light armor, because it's kind of armor doesn't really make sense in CSGO in general. Like it's such a weird thing. Like, why do we have even a, a number on armor within CSGO? It doesn't really do yeah. anything, right? You could have twenty armor and still be fine. So I think that's just why that they don't that number doesn't make sense. It just gives you more HP generally. Got you. And okay. uh so he's talking about armor and stuff right here. Uh, I had conflicting stuff as well. Um, I said earlier, somebody told me that armor works like a sponge where like you take damage and like some of the damage goes to your armor, kind of like in CSGO. Um, I don't 100% know if that's true. It sounds like what Henry G is saying is that um, armor gives you more HP. So like if you have helmet armor, it'll give you 150 HP. But we also know that we're pretty sure that AK one shots to the head still. So I'm not sure if the AK is doing 150 damage. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not 100% sure in that regard uh maybe it doesn't maybe it'll take two hits um so we'll have to wait and see on that he says there's he doesn't recall there being aim punch that might have been something that was added afterwards um or like it might have been something that i was kind of uh worked on 
without armor. Aim punch is kind of annoying. I don't really like how like so that's like a big thing in Counter Strike. If you don't buy armor, aim punch is one of the worst things that you're gonna encounter. Um, like obviously you'll die in one hit if you don't have a helmet, but like if you don't have armor specifically, that's why you buy a pistol around is because you get shot and like the aim punch is pretty bad. You also buy it because like USPSs don't do that much damage. Obviously, if you don't hit them in the head, but I think it's primarily for the aim punch. What I heard is that when you're shot. It'll do, like, say if you take 10 damage from a bullet, it'll do, like, uh, 7 to, the, like, your player and 3 to the armor or something. Um, I think that's, that's pretty... That's what I've heard. It's pretty much Counter-Strike, um, but it looks looks different in terms of the economy. You know, that's regarding the guns. For the record, I haven't played this. Like, I'm not saying this to be, like, Henry G is an idiot and I disagree with him. I'm saying this because, like, I've heard conflicting uh, stories. It sounds like Henry G hasn't played the game in, a, like, a long time. He played the first playtest, but, like, he didn't know uh, characters' names he was mistaken on the wall being uh, her ultimate. Apparently, it's her signature ability. Like, I don't know. It sounds like some of the info is a little dated. Um, and then... He could be entirely right, too. The, the, my other source could also be inaccurate. I'm just saying, like, I'm hearing different things. So Speaking of the economy, does that mean you kind of start in that pistol round? Like, you don't have a lot of money? You start the game yep, light? Exactly. Okay. So you could aim to go for a couple uh, bits of utility. The other character I played the most was called Phoenix. So he would be like what I would call an entry bragger character. So he's got this um, ability called Curveball, which is very similar to a flashbang, I would say, in terms of you can throw a flashbang, but it's not like you can just like uh, pull the pin and choose where it goes. The Curveball is you have Q and E, which are your Curveball keys, and they're able to throw out flashbangs that go directly around a corner like in a hook-like manner so you oh. run up to a choke point you can deploy a curveball which is like a, that's interesting goes around like a so you like stand direct 180 into the bomb site that flashbang goes off and that's like that could be your one eco setup you have phoenix going in first with the flashbang he then swings in with his revolver goes to the one dig and everyone kind of snowballs onto the bomb site so you so if somebody's sitting right around a corner and you're playing phoenix you can actually go to the other side of that corner curveball it around and then uh like you blind them immediately like that, that's actually not definitely by some basic utility with the right characters some upgraded pistols maybe one rifle and it's more like an execution in that sense so that's why i compare it to utility because yes you can have low buy rounds but still win off clever play with the abilities not even the ultimates i think that they're certainly aiming towards a level you can pick and ban and for me, that's where Overwatch just dropped the ball completely. Like, yes, the fact you yes. can't actually ban characters and they, they, they refuse to let that be a thing and you, everyone's just replicating it, setups and stuff. Like, you, you've, nev you've left no real ceiling there in terms of being able to deny the strengths of a, a really solid meta. Like, and everyone's going to be running the same thing. Like, it, it really ruins the entire premise of a class-based game, I think. So I really hope they do, at least. And knowing the smart people that are involved in it, like the Reference Volcano, I think there will be yeah. a um sub sandcats by the way i'm oh, sorry i was just letting him finish the thought uh I, like the picks and bans i think is pretty necessary it's gonna be kind of scary when you have only like eight characters though it seems like you can only like really ban one character from the game right um bans are really important in a class-based shooter though because like sometimes a character is just broken you know and getting that data where it's like okay this is got this guy's banned like there was a there was a time period in league of legends where cassadin was banned i think 99 percent of games if like the odds of you playing Cassidy were actually lower than like the odds of you winning the lottery or something like that. Like the odds of you get uh, Cassidy making it through, you being one of the first picks 
Um, you picking him and then nobody dodging the game was like literally higher than it, for the odds of you winning the lottery. <laughs> it was so nuts. Um, and it's just like you need you need bands for like that kind of reason. Imagine if Cassidy was that broken and he was just stomping on solo queue for like for like a month or something. Like that just ruins a game for people. Having a character that is that strong, it's just not fun to play against. I stopped playing Legends of Rune Terror currently because I just keep getting destroyed by Hecarim decks. They're just not fun to play against. They're they're, they're not. I don't know if like it's just my deck that's bad against it. That's entirely possible. But like just in my experience, having things like that, not good. Not good. Pick and ban system for characters. Makes sense. Especially obviously you need characters to make that feasible. Yeah, but, exactly. Know, that might take yeah, yeah, I don't think initially, but eventually. Okay. Now let's shift a little bit to Henry G the caster, not Henry G the pro player. Casting right. impressions as a guy that and I'm not going to ask you if you're quitting Counter-Strike and you're going to, you know, become a caster for this game. But, like, put your caster hat on. How was it? How do you feel it'll be entertainment-wise as a viewer being casted? It is round-based, so we love that. It, it, Counter-Strike is so perfect in so many ways when it comes to broadcasting our game and telling the story between sure. rounds. How did you feel as caster, Henry? Did, are there spectator tools? All those kind of things. That is one thing we didn't questions, really yeah. get to see too much of. We we were part of the, the very first ever playtest. So we just got to see two maps. Um, one of which I will say did have three bomb sites. Um, so that's an interesting discussion that point in itself. There's A, B, yeah. and C. Um, and there's also different ways to move around the map. So we were able to teleport from one side of the map to the other with a portal-like structure in the middle of the map. Which is interesting though you could only enter the portal one way so if you went through the portal you couldn't come back it was kind of like a, a one-way sort of wormhole to the other side of the map an interesting okay. way to fake bomb sites and kind of suggest what you're doing i would definitely say it's going to be uh, a lot less what's the best way of putting this uh it's, it's gonna be a lot more chaotic than counter-strike it's certainly not gonna have um this the, the real nicely flying storylines and basic gameplay there's, there's things like security cameras and drones to fly around. There's going to be a lot of confusing elements. Something that uh, I think Shroud brought this up or somebody in Shroud's chat brought up. Um, I think Shroud said the same thing. He's like, this is really confusing to watch. Like, you see all these abilities on screen and you don't really know what's going on. We're like, in a game like Counter-Strike, it's like, okay, well, he threw a smoke grenade. Like, okay, it was a smoke grenade. Or like, he got flashbanged. Or like, he shot that guy and that's what happened, you know? Um, so, but another thing to keep in mind is how often do you watch esports for games that you don't play? I don't know if I'm in the minority or if like me and Shroud are both in the minority in this regard, but it's like I don't really watch esports for like uh Rainbow Six and I don't really watch them for Counter Strike really anymore. I don't really play Counter Strike, never really watched them for Dota. I watch league games sometimes, not not frequently anymore, but like I play league, you know. So it's like if I was going to watch an esport, it would probably be league, you know. So it's just um. In that regard, does it really matter if it's hard to follow? Players who understand the game will understand what's going on, you know? Play players who have played the game. So I don't know if that's necessarily like a big deal, but honestly, I only watch pro CS highlights. And do you play CS? Like, the, the, like that's uh, that's interesting. Like, it doesn't matter if it, it's appealing to a WAPS audience. Same thing with football. Like, a lot of people watch football and they don't really understand football, right? Um, yeah, I think people will familiarize themselves as they uh, as they play everything exactly as you said. Well said. I appreciate it. Uh, I just I don't know if it's as relevant, you know, if like uh, if people d can't really recognize it as much. I think that's going to be the play all the time. Yeah, Valorant from the esports point of view, that it might be a little bit too technical in terms of all the different things that can happen for it to be uh, as powerful as Counter Strike or as successful. I, I suppose. 
Gotcha. And that, that leans into more of that Overwatch comparison too, right? Like it, yes. it is harder to yes. spectate. It's harder to understand all the things happening on your screen at that with, moment. With it being round-based though, there is, it's, it's easier for someone like me at least to build up kind of storylines and going, okay, the money's now broken going to this round. They're going to have to do this. Yeah. We're going to be able to predict that play instead of being a perpetual 15 minute sort of uh, ongoing round like Overwatch is. That's the kind of gameplay I don't like because that leads itself towards let's just build up the ultimates everyone coming for a clusterfuck and yeah, it's yeah. impossible to commentate this massive kind of clusterfuck that's happening on the middle of a bomb site or i think that um having that downtime like he's saying right now is really important for the casters to build up personality and like 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 he said build up storylines throughout the game where it's like um watching starcraft way back in the day there was a lot like a lot of time at the beginning of the game where it was very standard it's like okay well he's building drones he's building like he's building workers and then, like, as the game progresses, it, it has those periods where it's really intense and you can hear the announcers going, blah, 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 blah. like, they're, they're, there's, like, rap god memes and stuff, like, people just, like, rapping when they're practically when they're commentating games. But, um, like, having that downtime is so important. You don't want your game to be super fast-paced all of the time. You want you want the breaks and you want to be able to, like, give a second to breathe for the viewers and the commentators. You mentioned the map at three bomb sites when we saw the gameplay, but does that mean that there will be maps with two bomb sites? There is. Uh, so we have confirmed a map with two bomb sites and it has teleporters. Um, so you'll take a teleporter. It's a one way. That's what he was talking about. Um, the teleporters are not on the three bomb site map, as far as I know. Um, I feel like with round based games, you avoid that, but it's certainly going to have its issues with all the little techs and gadgets and abilities. And it'll be quite jarring initially, I think, especially when we're defining how the game is played. And yeah. just to be clear, I will comment on this this whole situation. It feels like everyone is assuming I'm I'm some sort of riot employee at this point. <laughs> I, I'm not even a consultant. I, they. they they, they just bring me out because they know I've been doing this shit for a long time and I give them very honest feedback and I'm very good friends with Volcano. Him and I sit down after the play test and we just discuss his ideas and his visions for the game and we kind of just shoot the shit about it. And I'm, I'm, I think it's a very important game that's coming out and it's not like I want to sabotage but I think games that challenge Counter-Strike are a good thing. It encourages us to grow and evolve and not to rest on our laurels and Counter-Strike will always be my main game. But... It's yeah. good to see um, other good games coming out as well. And I think that that encourages us to be better. And it's like you said, anything that maybe lights a little bit of fire under the Valve gangs. Absolutely. But to, to, that, that's why I was that's good for definitely us. being a dick <laughs> with that last tweet I did saying, like, this is the best game since CSGO. But I do stand by that. Like, in terms of, I think games have sucked the last 10 years. Like, I think the whole BR um, craze we went through was, like, the most agonizing period of esports ever. Like, the fact we had to go through and watch... PUBG try and set up hundreds of PCs at events and same yeah. story of Fortnite. It's like, That's so this funny. Isn't work. It's not esports. <laughs> like, it's a great game. It's cool. But why does everyone have to force feed this esports tag on top of it? I do. I respect the attempt. Um, but like, we were talking about Fortnite in chat too. Um, for, or Battle Royale as an esport just like objectively does not work. Being able to like track a hundred player games and like figure out like what's going on is like so difficult. With Fortnite, they kind of make it work when like they have like everything going on. But like when you watch a Fortnite game, like you're you're just like admiring the fact that they're building so crazy and like what's going on. I have no idea what's going on in a Fortnite game half the time. I'm like, how do these players know that there's just like a dude underneath them? Like how how do they possibly hear that? It's just confusing. Like there's so much going on where it's like it doesn't like I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like it has like the same. Um, the same viewer potential as a game like Counter-Strike or as a game like League of Legends. So the 5v5, that you can build the team, uh, the storylines around the teams and stuff like that. World Cup Fortnite did a good job following the storylines, to be honest, in the recent tournament, DreamHack. I love, um, as a marketing thing, when you saw Booga holding up the trophy, 
that is like such a massive thing for esports like such a good image of just this this 16 year old kid or whatever holding up this trophy and winning three million dollars and they they plastered that everywhere because like holy crap for esports just showing that it's like a real thing and uh i don't know it's the first game that's inspired me to feel like this is a game that could actually be something yeah. like counter strike um if they do it correctly and i feel like they are they're actually listening have a good night strozzy i appreciate you stopping by and hanging out which is something valve doesn't really do they don't communicate and listen to their figureheads their communities it's all very much whatever yeah. they say that's what's going down yeah they, it's definitely the valve way or you know thanks for your I, input, i've never no had thanks. a one-on-one -on -one conversation with valve since i started commentating like, i've been i've been doing their majors every single major since 2015 yeah that and they've been in attendance and it's like it, this is like how bad it is like they, they I'm, I'm pretty sure they're aware who i they're, they're aware who i am but like when i walk past yeah. like a, a valve employee in the hallway walk into the stadium they actually like just look down at the floor when i walk past like they don't even want to say hello to me it's like come on man like i i, I mean they're the face of your game for like the last yeah. six years like anyway like just throw me a bone at least like be like civil and say hello to me like why are we pretending we're not like on the same team i, I don't get it you know, you well, guys are the biggest, just, especially just, for somebody like Henry G's way bigger in like Counter Strike than I ever was in like in any other community. And it's like to be commentating literal tournaments and be ignored. That's like so messed up. Right? To get it out with that. Yeah, I mean, you guys are the biggest cheerleaders for the game every weekend, generally, right? And not sure. intentionally, but just by the nature of what you guys do. The pro players and the streamers of your game are your like number one fans, and to like ignore these people is absolutely nuts. Just to like take these people for granted, like when a game like this comes along, I, I like I sometimes you just hope that this game kills counter-strike they kind of deserve it yeah. in some regards. Uh, yeah but obviously like you want the competition like i said earlier like it's good but that's always been weird with valve right um which is uh, it's unfortunate um but like you said maybe this will kind of spark them a little bit let's well, shift to well it is interesting oh. that just, just one last word it's interesting yeah. that they, they did drop like two or three updates since with those kind of tweets were made it feels like there is a little bit uh, yes. uh, action brewing in the Valve camp since this is all kicked off. I will say that. Yeah, and obviously we've got you know the agent skins and stuff, so they're they're in a new operation sure. going. That's why our numbers are going up for those kind of reasons. Sure. But but to your point, like those are that's kind of minor in comparison to you know what's coming as competition. They need to really think about yes. the matchmaking stuff, uh, the whole ecosystem as well, right? So let's shift to Counter Strike. Um, if yep. you don't mind, I know that you're again number one dollar rank caster, but if you don't mind talking about your old, your old, <laughs> your old favorite game, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get you in trouble with somebody today. I'm trying, Henry. Um, so <laughs> you, obviously you're just coming off of uh, ESL. Okay, I don't care about Counter Strike. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're just here for the Valorant stuff. Okay, uh, Henry G seems really cool though. I've never like actually heard him talk be, uh, aside from those tweets. That was a really good interview. It was really well conducted. So that was uh, by DN Peak or Scott Smith. Sir Scoot, I think he goes by sometimes too. I think that's the name. Uh, Sir Scoots. Uh, if you want to check it out on YouTube too, I could probably link link it here. Uh, was that episode seven? What is this? That was episode eight. Okay, so that one's not uploaded yet. But um, no, that was really interesting. That was like late earlier today, it looks like. Um, so if you guys are looking for that, I'm going to link his channel here in chat. You guys can check him out. Um, aside from that, no, that was good.